This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Who understands that it's not just a mortgage, it's your mortgage. That's the difference. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. Get your Rocket Mortgage on, son. Our toll-free line, 855-212-4CBS. It's brought to you by Geico. Great news. You can save a bunch of money. Switch to Geico. Just go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Sunday, the NFL on CBS is at Lambeau with the Packers hosting the Raiders, plus a key AFC South clash between Houston and Indy. It all begins with JB and the guys getting you ready for all the action on the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific on CBS. It's time for Jamie Eisenberg from CBSSports.com and CBS HQ. You hear him on the network every Saturday night at 10 p.m. Eastern with Eye on Fantasy Football. He's been on the bench forever, waxing poetically from down in Florida, I take it. It's Jamie Eisenberg. How you doing, Jamie? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm turning the corner, so... um, we got a lot of fans that want to talk to you. Obviously, you're um, the best at doing fantasy football. So I just want to elaborate really quick that fans uh, suck at it, and that's okay. I suck at it too. But uh, Jamie doesn't. He's awesome. So you are terrible. You can't pick. You can't trade. You can't start, sit. You don't know what you're doing. You're losing. Your friends are making fun of you. Your buddy's sleeping with your wife. I mean, honestly, dude, it's time to just give it up, drop the pants, call Jamie, and let him handle your fantasy problems, and then you'll start winning cash, and then your chick will come home. There you go. Uh, let's start with Trey. And by the way, I, I just want to get this out of the way really quick. You're doing fantastic, Jamie. I'm doing great. And uh, Mafia, are you doing fantastic tonight? I mean, how are you? Incredible. Uh, is Carver High doing good? Because I know he's on the phone. He's giving me thumbs up. He's doing fantastic. So now that we know that everybody's doing fantastic, nobody has to, you know, say, how you doing, Jamie? How you doing, Pharrell? Or all that. Because we're all doing just happy, fantastic, you know, lollipop city. So we're all so happy that we can just get right into the fantasy. So dive right in and ask questions. Call now or forever hold your peace. Two halves. This is the first half. Kickoff, Trey, in New York, per usual. The man, the myth, is on with Jamie Eisenberg. It's been a long week of work. Get him a beverage <laughs> in the Pharrell Pub. Thank you, thank you, yep. thank you. Um, one point PPR, I need to start a running back. Uh, Latavius Murray, on Johnson, James White, or Edo Smith. It's a good group. Uh, it's always good to hear from you, Trey. I, I think James White just in PPR is the safest bet. Just the one thing you want to keep an eye on is if Rex Burkhead's going to play because that just throws another wrinkle into it. So if you're a little concerned about James White, then maybe go Latavius without Alvin Kamara there. But uh, as of right now, I'll stick with James White in PPR. There you go, Trey. Have a good weekend. Mike in San Jose. Hi, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Um, I have a trade question. Um, I'm looking at uh, maybe getting a little bit better at my wide receiver. I've got Kenny Galladay and then just kind of a bunch of other guys. Uh, I'm looking at maybe trading uh, Sean Watson and Greg Olson and picking up uh, Keenan Allen and Josh Allen in a full PPR. What do you think? 
I mean, it's hard to give up on Deshaun Watson, but, you know, Josh Allen's got a good stretch of games coming, and, and you're buying low on Keenan Allen at the right time because at some point there's going to be a target boost, and with the target boost will come a production boost. So uh, if you can afford losing Deshaun Watson and you're happy with going with Josh Allen, then that's a good move for me. All right, Mike. Uh, let's go to Ulysses in Miami where uh, Jamie is. You're on CBS Sports Radio. My wife is sleeping actually with my best friend, so fantasy is anything that's keeping me happy. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, I got 1.2 PR. <laughs> Uh, I need a flex. Hunter Henry, McLaurin, or Carryon Johnson? I mean, after seeing what Hunter Henry did last week, it's hard to, you know, uh, go away from that. You know, nine targets, eight catches, 100 yards, and touchdowns. Um, this is probably actually a little bit of a better matchup because the Titans have struggled with tight ends. So I would probably lean that way. I'm a little bit concerned about McLaurin just with the matchup against San Francisco. They allow the fewest receptions. Two receivers, and I think Case Keenum is going to be running for his life. So, um, carry on, you know, sort of just touchdown dependent at this point. So I, I think Hunter Henry's your best bet. All right, there you go, Ulysses. Have a killer weekend. 855-212-4227. Kenny in South Carolina, you're on with Jamie. Hey, Jamie, thanks for taking the call. I wanted to ask you, I got, I'm got i getting killed with injuries here, so I need two of these three running backs, uh, Mixon, Hyde, and Breida, full point What's PPR. The- point uh yeah i i think breed is probably your, your best bet um you know hyde and and uh and, and mixon don't really catch the ball a ton but hyde's i think is just a little bit of a better spot right now because that offensive line's a disaster for the Bengals. i think they're going to get blasted with all the injuries they have on defense so jacksonville i think is going to be playing with the lead and that's typically bad news for mixon so i probably would go with hyde and breed there there you go kenny todd and dc on the fan you're on cbs sports radio Hey Jamie, uh, go Gators! Uh, hey, um, I have uh, Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, also John Brown. I'm worried about like Julio Jones uh, up against uh, Jalen Ramsey. So, of the, who should I start out of those three? Yeah, I mean, we, we don't know if Jalen Ramsey's gonna, you know, shadow Julio. You know, I, I don't know what Wade Phillips will have him do in this defense. Um, you know, just keep in mind that the opposite side of the field is now very wide open because they lost to leave, they traded Peters, and they bring in Ramsey. So, you know, I think we're going to find out that the other side opposite Ramsey is going to be a target spot. So if they just leave him on one side, then they'll move Julio around. He'll be fine. I stick with Julio, and then I would start John Brown over Ridley just because the matchup against the Dolphins is so good. There you go, Todd. Expert advice from Jamie. Don't forget you can catch his show Saturday night at 10 p.m. Eastern right here on CBS Sports Radio. I am Fantasy Football. Zach in Wisconsin, you're on a bench. What's up, boys? Uh, I got two questions. I got to go with McCaffrey on by. I got to go with either Miles Sanders or I picked up Mark Walton. And then uh, for flex, it's either Ridley or Alan Lazard. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd stick with Ridley. I do like Alan Lazard. I think it's a good opportunity for him with all the injuries to the Packers receivers. But Ridley still in what should be one of the highest scoring games is, is probably the safer bet there. Um I, I don't want to trust Mark Walton. Uh, you know, I, I know he had a decent game last week. It was against Washington. They were at home. Buffalo's going to blast them. So, you know, I, I just think you're, you're better off not playing Mark Walton than with the other guy. All right, Zach. Uh, Justin in D.C., you're on with Jamie Eisenberg. Hey, how about them Nationals, baby? I'll shake it in. Hey, so I got a flex question. So half-point BPR, Jamison Crowder, Latavius Murray, or Hollywood Brown? I shake it up. <laughs> shake it up. I think he was flying in one of those Snoopy helicopters. <laughs> I thought he was in helicopters. I was about to ask you that. Um, I think Latavius Murray's in a good spot. You know, it's a tough match against the Bears, but, you know, without Alvin Kamara in there, you know, you're going to see 
probably the six or seven catches that Kamara's been getting. He's had at least six catches in three or four games. You know, he's probably going to be in line for about 12 carries, you know, so probably 18 to 20 total touches. And, and the Bears just lost to Team Hicks. And I, I know it's a tough uh, spot for the Saints on the road, but I, I just think the touches are in his favor over the other guy. All right, uh, James in New Jersey, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how are you, Jamie? I have two questions. Uh, question number one is, uh, is Josh Gordon's out? I need to pick somebody up between Dorsett, Auden Tate, or Lazard. And my second question is, I need a defense between the Titans, Seahawks, Houston, or the Colts. Yeah, I'd probably go with the Titans just with the uh, offensive line woes that the Chargers are dealing with. You know, we'll find out if Russell Coon's going to play for them, but I still think the interior of that offensive line's a mess, and, and the Titans at home, you know, they've been so up and down, but they're still probably going to be able to get to Philip Rivers a couple times. Um, in terms of the receivers, you know, I, they're, they're all kind of in the same boat. I actually, you know, adjusting my rankings have them very you know, similar. Tate and Dorsett actually back-to-back with Lazard a few spots behind. I just think Dorsett against the Jets, he already beat them up once. If Gordon is out, that's going to be a good start for him. If, if you're just looking at it, though, not trying to wait till Monday because Gordon could play unless he's ruled out, you know, but if it's a, a game-time decision, then I'd play on take just to be tested. All right, so just an update really quick. I'm watching this uh, Rodriguez-Stevens fight, UFC in Boston, and uh, it's very violent after the first round. And at the end of the round, uh, Rodriguez stuck his tongue out, and in honor of that, uh, Stevens grabbed his package and started, you know, pulling on it uh, so that, uh, you know, he, he he doesn't realize he's on ESPN right now. Like, dude, like, what are you doing with the crotch grab on, on national television? He's just, like, grabbing his junk and saying, hello, and everyone's just watching him act like an idiot. Like, just, you know, can we not have the package grab on television, please? So that Do you remember these two? Didn't they do the whole homophobic slurs in the hotel lobby, too, right? Weren't they accused of that? Yeah, they did. These two idiots, I mean, grow up. Grow up. Jesus. I mean, I know you're a fighter and you're a bum, but, I mean, just, you know, fight and be a man and don't be a, an idiot. I mean, they act, like, they act like absolute goons. It's, like, unbelievable. And this guy is in big trouble right now. Do you think he's going to stop this fight? He's getting killed. He's getting close to it. I mean, he's getting his head taken off. Jamie's like, what is happening here? I thought we were talking fantasy. <laughs> I'm watching some guy getting his head taken off. There's violence, so it's very important that I, I see the violence. Dan in Milwaukee, you're on with Jamie. Eisenberg. I need a black half-point PPR, James White, Mike Williams, or D.D. Westbrook. Yeah, I think James White's your best bet. Uh, you know, any PPR scoring is going to favor him. You know, he, he's always in line for, you know, seven, eight, nine catches sometimes. Uh, hopefully he finds the end zone. Again, like I said earlier, Rex Burkett kind of sort of throw a, a wrench into this thing in terms of how the Patriots backfield will go. But I think his role is locked in, and with the receiver injuries being what they are, that's a go-to spot for Tom Brady just as a safety valve. So I think he's just safer than Mike Williams and D.D. And, and Westbrook's banged up right now. All right, Dan, have a good weekend. Uh, Tony in Houston, H-Town, you're on the bench with Jamie Eisenberg. Yes, sir. Everybody's talking about Latavius Murray, and I got one, too. Half-point PPR and choose either Latavius Murray or David Montgomery, please. Yeah, I'd, I'd go Latavius there, you know, even in the head-to-head matchup. Um I think the the touches will favor Latavius. The matchup's a little bit better for him just because the Saints have been so dominant against the run, and you never know what's going to happen with David Montgomery. If it's going to be a waste of the end of the game to use him, they'll use him early in the game and then go away from him. It's just been so inconsistent. So I think Latavius being thrust into the starter's role is a good spot for him. All right, there you go, Tony. Jose in Houston as well. Yeah, I need uh, two of these four in a standard league. Uh, 
uh, Lazard, Ridley, Murray, and uh, can't believe I'm saying I'm hesitant to play him, but Le'Veon Bell. Well, Le'Veon's the best one of that group, you know, so I think he's your your easy one. Um, the other one's a little bit, you know, trickier. I I, I think I'm probably going with uh, with Calvin Ridley there, just with the matchup against the Rams, and you know, hopefully he avoids Ramsey enough to still be successful and find the end zone. Um, you know, it's happened more times than not for him in his career, so I think it's a good spot for him. All right, second half coming up. Get your calls in now, 855-212-4CBS. Jamie Eisenberg's the best at fantasy, better than you. Time to call and have him help set your roster for Sunday on a bench. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. Mafia's just trying to sell me on his bet that uh, Rodriguez is winning the fight. I think the uh, they're going at it. I think it's I think it's even. I, I think, I'll give you that it was one and a half. I think it's one and a half each. Uh, like, literally, because he came out of that uh, trouble and got up, touched on Ohio State on a pick. They are gonna, they are just doing Northwestern six ways till Sunday. And then uh, and then Jeremy Stevens has taken down Rodriguez twice in the third and final round here with some violent takedowns and some sick punches. So I don't know how they're going to score it. Jamie Eisenberg is the best in fantasy in the country. Everybody knows that all the other fantasy hosts are very jealous of him. They hate him and wish ill will on him and his family, which I find very highly unfortunate. But we love him on the bench, and you can hear him every Saturday night on CBS Sports Radio at 10 p.m. Eastern. You hear him every Friday night on the bench for a couple decades now, basically. Here he is, second half kickoff. We're taking your calls. You don't have to ask how we're doing. We're all doing terrible. Steve in Fairfax, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Jamie, in the standard league, uh, flex position, should I go with Auden Tate or Joe Mixon? You know, I think Auden Tate is in a better spot. Uh, Mixon's struggling. That offensive line's bad. And I know it obviously works in the same, you know, conjunction with uh, with Auden Tate. But I think you're going to see a situation where the, the Bengals are throwing and Tate, you know, seeing up picking targets the last couple of games about Don Ross in there. So I, I like him better than Mixon. All right, Steve, have a good weekend. Dan in Toronto, north of the border. Hey, Jamie. Uh, I have uh, McCaffrey out this week, unfortunately. So, um, full point uh, PPR league. You two running backs between uh, Peterson, Gore, and Cohen. Who was the last name you said? Cohen, off Chicago. Oh, Cohen. Uh, yeah, um, I, I wouldn't play Peterson. I, you know, it's just against San Francisco, it's going to be tough. I know he was good last week, but, uh, you know, I, I, he's just the easy one to avoid there. All right, Dan, uh, let's try Corey in Michigan. You're on with Jamie. Hey, Jamie, uh, quick flex question for you. Uh, Melvin Gordon or Hunter Henry? It's kind of hard to say with these Chargers right now. Yeah, I'd probably go with the one that's productive. <laughs> you know, Henry comes back last week, and, you know, in, in, one, uh, in one game, he's better than what Gordon has done in, in, in two. And I think that'll be the case moving forward, just with the way that the uh, Chargers are operating and the matchup against the Titans. Uh, I think Henry's the easy choice there. All right, there you go, Corey. 855-212-4CBS, 4227 to get on with Jamie. Dave in Wisconsin. Hey, buddy. Hey, we're looking forward when you guys get to Wisconsin. We're going to show Carver a good time. As Packer fans, it's called the Green Bay Harbor. Curse splash. Tyler Gabriel, my friend. What do I do, guys, Jamie? I mean, can I pick him up? I, New Orleans sucks against the slot receivers, and I need help. Is he worth a pickup, or is there somebody else out there? I mean, you can obviously pick him up. You know, he's uh, he, the last time we saw him, he scored three touchdowns against the Redskins. Um, you know, it's just hard to trust Trubisky if he's going to start with the shoulder injury, how good he'll be. Uh, yes, the, the Saints have struggled with some slot receivers, but they've been a little bit more talented than, than Taylor Gabriel. So, 
you know, I go look to see, obviously, if Alan Lazard is available. I like his situation a little bit better. Adam Humphreys, now that Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback, I think he's in a better spot. Andre Pettis, I think we're going to see a boost in production coming up here. So there are a lot of guys I like better than Taylor Gabriel, but if you're in a deep league and he's the only one that's out there that's attractive, then go get him. All right, let's try Greg in beautiful Alaska. Yeah, hi, Jimmy. Um, this is a, a PPR league. I have kind of a wide receiver slash flex question for you. For my wide receivers this week, I have Boyd, Ridley, McLaurin, and Lazard. And I also have Eckler hanging out there. So I'm wondering which wide receivers should I start and who should I throw in the flex? Thanks. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Boyd and Ridley are the easy choices at receiver, and then it comes down to McLaurin versus Eckler. Um, look, McLaurin's been uh, more successful lately. Uh, it's just a matter of you know how good he'll do against a very tough defense for San Francisco. So I would actually lean toward Eckler, but you know it's, it's really a toss-up. I just don't like the matchup for Case Keenum and, and the and the Redskins' offense, offensive line. I think San Francisco. The fact that it's in Washington is probably the only saving grace for him. So I would lean toward Eckler, but if you want to stick with the hot hand of McLaurin, I understand that. All right, there you go, Greg. Eight five five two one two four CBS Mac in Eugene, Oregon. Hey, guys. How you doing, Jamie? How's it going, Scott? Can you pour me a cold one? I run a brewery in Eugene. I need another one. Get him a beverage, please. He's very thirsty. <laughs> there thank you, you go. Thank you, thank you. Yep. So two separate leagues here, guys. I got three separate questions I'll do real quick. Both are flex. I have Amari Cooper, which I didn't even know if he was going to play or not. It sounds like he is. David Montgomery or Jamal Williams. The other question is, do I drop Emmanuel Sanders pick up Mark Andrews, and then in the second league, flex, Kenny Galladay, McLaren, or Edmonds? Yeah, I'll, I'll go backwards. I, I think Galladay's your best bet there. It's, uh, it, it's a tough matchup on paper, but we've seen Minnesota struggle with receivers, so I think Galladay, just the way that he's playing right now and the targets that he'll see, is your best bet there. Yeah, if you can drop Sanders after he's played, if, if you're allowed to do that in your league and you can get Mark Andrews, I don't know why Andrews is on waivers in any league. Uh, given the tight end position, how scarce it's been with guys that have been productive, and he's one of the best. And then um, your first one, I'm throwing a blank on what you asked already, so I apologize. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, go ahead, go get Andrews and, um, and, and stick with Galladay. All right, there you go. Uh, Matt in Virginia Beach. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, pretty simple question here. Uh, I just scrambled on and picked up free agent Latavius Murray. So, uh who am I going to go with here this week, Marlon Mack or Latavius Murray? PPR, yeah, I, PPR league. Yeah, I, I mean, the PPR makes it a little bit closer, but I just think you've seen the Colts and what their MO is all season. It's, you know, lean on that offensive line, limit Jacoby Brissett from, you know, having to throw more than 25 to 30 times. And Marlon Mack, when he's been healthy, has been fantastic, and he's rested coming off of his bye week. So I think Marlon Mack's a little bit safer than, than Latavius, but the PPR scoring does make it closer. I just think that, you know, you go with uh, – what we've seen so far as opposed to what we may not know from Murray. And I, I remember what the previous guy was. He wanted to know about Cooper playing, and I think if Cooper does play, that's the guy you go with in your black spot. All right, there you go. Nice nice uh, recovery there on the early Alzheimer's. Three calls left. Uh, Ed <laughs> it's, my, it's, my, it's, my bir- it's my birthday tomorrow, so I'm oh, a little bit. happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jamie. Happy birthday to you. Uh, Ed, Ed, yes, sir. Yes, Ed in L.A. Uh, yes. Can you give me a uh, cold, uh, uh, hot sake? Get him sake. He wants shots of sake. Check out. Ooh. Check out. Ooh. Yes. So, there I you go. A question. 
Oh, yes, thank you. I have a tight end question. Um, my tight end cook is out, and I got to pick up a tight end. So should I pick up Delaney Walker, Kyle Rudolph, or Luke Wilson? You know, I mean, just based on, on uh, you know, what, what, what should be the best guy is Delaney Walker. Wilson's clearly a wild card now without Will Disley in there. Um, Rudolph you just can't trust. If you want to take a, a swing at the fence of somebody, the Jaguars are going to activate their rookie tight end in Josh Oliver, and they're playing a Bengals defense that is just completely torn apart by injuries. They're down Carlos Dunlap. They're down Drake Kirkpatrick. They're down a couple other members of the secondary. It could be a wild-card situation where Gardner Minshew hits Josh Oliver for a score. Would not shock me. Maybe also take a look to see if Dawson Knox, the tight end for the Bills, is available because the matchup against Miami and because the Dolphins are so bad. So, those are two young tight ends you could pivot toward. But if you wanted to stick with the three guys that you're looking at, I'd go with Delaney Walker. All right, two left. Eric in Green Bay. Yeah, can I get a champagne of beers to start off? Can we get him a, a Miller, the champagne of beers? I got a... There you go. All right, perfect. Uh, PPR League, I need a flex player out of some of these, uh, uh, one of these four players. Do I trust Allen Robinson? Do I go with Lazard, uh, Singletary, or... Uh, Metcalf You know, I think Singletary might be your best bet. Um, you know, he hasn't played since week two, but in the two games that he's appeared in, he scored 11 or more PPR points. It's the Dolphins. They're terrible. He went to SAU, so maybe he grew up a Dolphins fan. I'm not exactly sure, but, uh, you know, there's always that you know, wild card thrown into it. I just don't think there's any standout guys of this of this uh, foursome, and, you know, Singletary's got the best match on the table. All right, there you go. Uh, and finally, Rick in New York. You're on with Jamie Eisenberg. Jamie, how you doing? What up, Rizzo? Hey, man. What's up? Hey, uh, I got PPR. Uh, now that my boy Kamara is out, I'm I'm scrambling. I got uh, Chase Edmonds. I need uh, I need three of these four: Chase Edmonds, Aguilar, Kenny Stills, and Devontae Parker. Since my boy Kamara is out, three or four in a PPR. Thanks, fellas. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, probably Parker's the one you want to sit there. Um, just, again, with the matchup against Buffalo and and the uh, the the and Dolphins, you know, are probably not operating with Brian Fitzpatrick starting. If you just need one of those guys, though, I mean, Edmonds is uh, is clearly in, in a spot that he could be fantastic if David Johnson's out. But I think you said you just need to sit one, so sit Parker. But if you need to play one, then hopefully Chase Edmonds gets the start for your sake uh, and David Johnson sits. Uh, does Florida win at uh, Williams-Brice tomorrow against South Carolina? Of course. All right, slow down. Uh, check out Jamie Saturday night at 10 on CBS Sports Radio, Ion Fantasy Football. Jamie, killer stuff. We'll see you again next Friday. Thanks for coming on the bench. Enjoy the game Sunday. You got it. Go get it. All right, screw you, Jamie. Uh, Jamie, honestly. Always cheering for those Femi Gators. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. Hit the Chiefs last night to win and laid the three. Going to rock Ohio State tonight to win, laying the 28. Hit a bunch of UFC fights tonight. PharrellOnTheBench.com. It's all there. Get all my college and pro plays for this weekend. They're all posted. They're all ranked. You get hockey, baseball, boxing, MMA, basketball, NBA starts next week. PharrellOnTheBench.com. Hide the money from your wife. Sign up today. Dave Grubb is our buddy from Crescent City Sports to talk Saints and Pels. He's back on the bench. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing well. How about yourself, sir? I'm chilling. So, uh... 
Tell me about, uh, first of all, Kamara and Cook's injuries and where they're at going into this game in Chicago. Well, they're out. And, uh, you know, both of them are dealing with uh, some ankle injuries. Kamara also tweaked his knee last week against Jacksonville. Um, so it's a big loss for the Saints offensively. This is a team that has not scored a ton of points um, since Teddy Bridgewater took over, even during this four-game win streak. Uh, that's 40% of the, the, the offense right there. You know, Kamara is the primary target outside of Mike Thomas and the leading rusher, um, and the Saints have not gotten a lot of production out of Latavius Murray as a backup. Cook's been up and down so far this season, but again, he was really their only down-the-field receiving threat at the tight end position. So Teddy Bridgewater is going to go into this game against a very stout Bears defense with not a lot of offensive weapons around him. And so Josh Hill gets the nod for uh, Cook, right? Yes. And, you know, but Cook is – Josh Hill is much more of a blocker. Um, he, you know, he can catch a little bit, but he's just not the kind of dynamic down-the-field guy that, um, you know, you see out of Cook. You know, a guy who had almost 1,000 yards last year with a bad Raiders team. So, uh, you know, it's a big loss. And for uh, somebody like Teddy who needs those security blanket throws and, and needs a little bit more time than Breeze does to get down the field, and then you add in the fact that Ted Ginn and whomever the Saints have decided on a week-to-week basis at the third receiver spot have not really produced much either, that's a lot of pressure on, on this offense. So, bottom line is, and then with uh, Smith's injury, ankle, Hendrickson's injury, neck, they got all kinds of problems. But at the same time, they've won all the games since Breeze went down. Now, he's ruled out, but is it true that he's uh, throwing footballs and his thumb's getting better and he's close? And that the bottom line is, is their defense has carried him in this four-game stretch, and it's like uh, Breeze was never out. All they've done is win. Right. At the, at the end of the day, who cares how they win? It's just that they win. And I think if you would ask any fans, even if with a healthy Drew Brees, if you had a Saints team that was 5-1 and one at this point, you'd be very happy. Um, you know, the opening four-game stretch was as difficult as anybody's in the league, and they came out of that 3-1. and one. So, um, you know, Brees, the reports have been that he is getting stronger. Um, Sean Payton won't give much as much more than that, and that's typical Sean Payton. I don't think he's in any rush to bring Drew back because when you look at the Saints' second-half schedule, it's so favorable for, for them. Uh, five of their division games still to go um, down the stretch. Uh, San Francisco is really the only uh, team outside of the division that, that, that you look at as a very competitive game. So the Saints are in, in, in a great position. Even if they lose this game, nobody else in the NFC is going to run away from them. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think – I think every other team at the top – has a flaw that can be exploited, and they've beaten Seattle, uh, and they still have an opportunity to play San Francisco. And I think the Saints, with a healthy Drew Brees, are better than Green Bay. So the next four weeks after this one, are, I guess the next five weeks, so the Cardinals aren't in the division, but then it's four straight. Falcons, Bucks, Panthers, Falcons, uh, four straight divisional games after the uh, Arizona game. I like the way their season's playing out. I thought they'd go to the Super Bowl this year uh, from the NFC. Do you still think they have a, a great shot at that? Absolutely. If Brees is, is effective when he comes back, I think, you know, the two biggest concerns with Drew Brees are always at the end of the season, does he have is, – is he fatigued? Does he have the same arm strength? Well, he's gotten a good uh, amount of rest. And uh, his, his shoulder, um, which has you know, been the problem the last couple of years, I think should be fine. And if he's rested and ready to go – 
I think the Saints defense is one of the more underrated ones in the league just because they don't produce a ton of sacks or or a ton of turnovers, but they've been consistently good and they've dominated some, some tough offensive lines like the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, So I I like the position that they're in. And I think that this division is theirs to be had uh, first and foremost. And um, it's not unreasonable to think that having home field advantage throughout the playoffs is still, is still there for them. Are you surprised at how well they've done since he's been out? I have been surprised. Um, I think the biggest thing is that this is a testament to how good a coach Sean Payton is. He didn't decide to just do what he does and continue to air the football out and put Teddy Bridgewater in a position to try to emulate Drew Brees. What he's done is, is each week it's been, okay, what do we have to do to win right now? And some weeks it's been the defense of the special teams. Um, Teddy had a big game against Tampa Bay, and that worked. Thomas Morstead, who's been special teams player of the month and special teams player of the week in the last couple of, uh, last month or so, he's been as effective a weapon for them offensively as, as anybody else on the team. So I think Peyton has adapted very well. He understands what his team can and can't do, and he's put them in position to win every week. And, and what more can you ask? So, uh, Dave Grubb with us, Crescent City Sports. What do you think of uh, how well that defense has, frankly, carried them? The defensive line has been um, outstanding. Cam Jordan, everyone knows about. But when you look at guys like Sheldon Rankins um, on the inside and, and you see the development of a Marcus Davenport, um, you know, you see these guys all over the field who are just getting better and better um, on that defensive line. The Saints don't have to blitz. And in the NFL, that is as critical a skill to have on your defensive unit as any. When you don't have to bring those extra rushers and you can still collapse a pocket, that allows you to be better in coverage. And and with the amount of receivers they see on a week-to-week basis, um, I I just think that they've done a great job. And Dennis Allen, um, he was criticized early in the season, and I think rightfully so with some of his schemes. But he's adapted, and and the Saints have not allowed anybody to have um, a really big performance on them other than Russell Wilson and – you could say Russell Wilson's probably the front runner for MVP right now. I like what uh, Marcus Williams has been doing in the back there. Yeah, he and, and Marshawn Lattimore have really played uh, much better. Um, Eli Apple's been more consistent. Uh, he's a guy you know you know very well has been picked on a lot um, for his uh, production, but he's been very consistent this season, forcing some turnovers as well. Uh, the Saints' defensive backfield was supposed to be their strength. Coming into this season, they didn't start that way, but they've come on as of late. I think Lattimore is putting himself back in in the the conversation. You know, he was defensive rookie of the year two years ago and a pro bowler. I think he he has that ability to do that again this year, the way he's played as of late. So what do you think of uh, Bridgewater's stock after all of this? Is it uh, through the roof? Is he going to make a lot of money? He already made a lot of money with this deal. Is he going to make even more? Look around the league. Look at who's starting for a lot of these teams going into this week. And um, Teddy Bridgewater is still a kid who's, o- who's only 26 years old. Um, his last full season as a starter, he was a pro bowler. And it- it's going to take him some time, I think, to get his rhythm. This is what's not an offense built for him. But inside that locker room, that team loves Teddy Bridgewater. And the city has embraced him. I mean, you've, if-, if anybody's watched the game, you've heard the entire Superdome, 70,000 people chanting Teddy um, in a building that – you know, Drew Brees is certainly the most popular guy around with Alvin Kamara uh, not far behind. But they have rallied around Teddy Bridgewater. And um, if Drew Brees is not back, Teddy is your most likely successor. And if he does come back, uh, I still think that you want to have a bridge there 
uh, because now Breeze is at that stage in his career where he could be injured and could miss time during a season. So, so Teddy, yeah, he's loved here, but I'm certain he will be a target from other teams come the offseason. Are you surprised that a thumb, actually, I mean, uh, you, you know, that brought him down? Seriously, like that, that that's what got him was a thumb injury because that guy's played through everything, and he's been pretty lucky in his career, Breeze, and then, then a thumb gets him. Were you surprised at that? You know, digits, when you when you fling it as much as, as he does, um, and it, it's one of those fluke things, you know, he just happened, the best defensive lineman in the NFL, Aaron Donald, is right in your face. You're trying to get rid of the ball, and you just you hit his helmet. And, and we've seen it with running backs. We've seen it with defensive linemen. And this time it just happened to get Drew Brees. Um, I, I don't view it as one of those things where people say it's an age injury. I think it's just one of those freak things. If it had been a knee or a back or a shoulder – um, I'd be much more concerned. But I think this is a bounce-back injury, and um, I think he'll be primed to go coming back. Um, if it is, you know, right after the bye, the, the scene in the Superdome will be insane if he comes back. His first game back is against the Falcons. So, uh, Dave Grubb with us from Crescent City Sports. What's been the reaction today off of the news of Zion Williamson's injury, and he's going to be out allegedly several weeks? It has been a roller coaster. Um, when it first came down uh, yesterday, when we first heard that Zion was going to skip the Knicks game, uh, you know, the conversation started around load management, started checking with some people, um, and we had heard that he had finished practice on Thursday, um, that he was not removed from anything, that he had completed all his drills, but the soreness was reported afterward. Um, and again, they're still not even sure exactly when it happened. So the, the, the first, it was just not enough information. But now once we've gotten the report that it, it, it could be weeks, then you start wondering, is it a meniscus injury? Um, is it a, a ligament strain? Or, you know, is there something more at work here? Um, and then it, it invites all the other questions that come along to it with Zion. Is he too heavy? Did he come in in shape? Uh, and, and I think it's just it's so hard to speculate. Uh, I think David Griffin does not want to take any chances with this young man, nor, nor should he. And we've seen t- teams take this preemptive approach with uh, guys like Joel Embiid or Ben Simmons or Blake Griffin, who had worse injuries than this, um, as far as we know at this point. So with the Pelicans' schedule, those first 20 games, and it, it would have been rough with him being fully healthy, I think this is the time. If you're going to rest him, rest him now. Make sure he's 100% because you're not winning a championship this year. You're trying to build for the long term. And there's no need to rush Zion, especially considering that this is the deepest team that they've ever had since this team got to New Orleans. I got one minute, respectfully. They still have Ball, Reddick, Holiday, uh, and Ingram, uh, just to name a few. So I think they'll be fine, actually. I just think it sucks he's not going to play for a while. Absolutely. The joy of of opening night is going to be much different. People are going to miss him and and the excitement. And and you saw in the preseason, he's been as as dominant as any rookie's been in the last 20 years. So, yeah, it's, it's... it's going to be tough, but I think the Pelicans are a very talented team. Six players in the NBA's top 100 more than any other team in the league. So, at the very least, they should be very competitive and still very entertaining. And they uh, beat the Knicks tonight, 117-116. That's uh, my Knicks. All they do is lose. They're really good at it. Uh, hey, but... watch, out. watch out for Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Anybody who's not paying attention to that kid should really be watching him. Yeah, he had 17 tonight, and everybody's talking about he's like the steal of the draft. Absolutely. 17th pick of the draft, um, a kid out of Virginia Tech that um, played shooting guard but now has moved and, and is playing a lot more right. point. 
and he's been scoring since summer league, and he can distribute and he can defend. He's almost like a, a hybrid of Drew Holiday and Lonzo right. Ball. Uh, I can't wait to see him play. I didn't get to watch the game tonight, but I'll be watching tons of their games. I can guarantee you that. Always good, Dave. Thanks for coming on the bench. Thanks for having me, Scott. Have a great one. All right, you you too. Have a good weekend. David Grubb, Crescent City Sports, 855-212-4CBS to get on the bench. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.